A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Tuesday, the 1st of December, and we are in Joshua 24, the last chapter, looking at the last recorded words of Joshua, and it's building on this crowning lesson of discipleship. We saw, didn't we, in chapter 23, that we are called upon, if we are Christian believers, to receive the Word of God and to reject the way of the world. And we saw in the first half of chapter 24 that that involves Choosing, choosing between God and the world. We cannot have both. And now in this final part of Joshua's words to his people, we're going to see the great enemy that stands against us that we must reckon with. And we're going to see to where we must go as we face this enemy if we are to survive. The tone, by the way, of this material is somber. It is dark. And it's not the preacher's job to change that and to put positive spins on everything and round off the sharp, uh, the sharp corners. We've got to present the material as it comes to us in order to get the truth. But there is, I promise you, a wonderful message of truth and comfort at the end of this, once we have faced up to the realities. I'm going to read Joshua 24, beginning at verse 16. Joshua has just commanded the people to choose this day whom they will serve, whether the foreign gods that are all around them or whether the true God. And this is the answer that the people give. Verse 16. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Now, I don't think the Israelites could have actually given a better answer to Joshua's challenge than that that I've just read out. It provides an extraordinary demonstration of corporate unity. What they say is bracketed by a very firm negative um, in verse 16. Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. There's a straight denial that they would ever dream of doing such a thing. And it finishes with a marvelous positive Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. And in between, they absolutely claim and agree with the wonderful truths that we've seen in the first half of the chapter about the sovereignty of God in the salvation of his people. Here we have a vigorous claim that uh, comes from all the people that attests their conviction to choose God. It is a clear confession of allegiance. It demonstrates unanimous and unequivocal resolve. And uh, let's see how it goes on. Verse 19. So Joshua replied and said to the people, Well done. And they all lived happily ever after. Well, you'll know that's not what verse 19 says. The Bible is not a fairy tale. Actually, Joshua's rejoinder 
to this most convincing response of the people is shocking. It's meant to catch our attention. This is what Joshua really says in verse 19. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He's saying you're, you un misunderstood who God is. He is holy. He goes on. He is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. Joshua is debunking everything they've just said. He is, in effect, we might say, um, expressing the idea of poppycock. Who do you think you are kidding? He's saying, you haven't understood, and I don't accept the assurances you've just given me. Verse 21, and the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. That, by the way, is a dark and foreboding response of Joshua. When the Bible uses that um, expression, you are witnesses against yourselves, it is describing those who have condemned themselves by their words. So Joshua is in effect saying, you are condemning yourself by your own words. You're deceiving yourselves is the implication. How do they reply? Verse 22, and they said, we are witnesses. He said, verse 23, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. Now we see what the problem is. And it's almost unbelievable. According to Joshua, they are harboring foreign gods. And he's saying, you've now got to wise up to the issue. And you cannot possibly give the undertakings you've given whilst you are doing what you are doing at the present time, which is harboring foreign gods. And by the way, that phrase foreign gods really means gods of foreigners. That's to say the gods of those who do not belong to God. The gods, the things that people outside the people of God worship. And that is really the great message. And we're going to look at that over the days to come. It's, uh, I, I want to say that it is the seventh time in this passage that uh, foreign gods are mentioned. They're mentioned twice in verse 14 in terms of the gods that your fathers served beyond the river, that's beyond the Euphrates. Secondly, in Egypt. Then third mention, the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, that's referring back again uh, to the gods beyond the Euphrates. Then fourthly, the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. That's also verse 15. Then it's mentioned for a fifth time at the end of verse 16, other gods. And then again, it's mentioned in verse 20, foreign gods. And so in verse 23, we have this seventh culminating mention of foreign gods. And that seems to be what the topic is all about. And we'll be looking at that and unpacking that in the days ahead. What are these foreign gods that are amongst the children of Israel at this time? And what is the message for us? What are we to learn from this and how should we respond? 
Heavenly Father, this is such a sobering passage. It is uh, such um, a challenge to really see what uh, you are saying through this. And we pray that you would give us minds that are open and hearts that are even more open to receive and respond to your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.